This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Curious Plot, a full-service marketing, communications, and consulting agency driven to find what's next for food and agriculture clients. Learn more online at curiousplot.agency. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Nearly 200 agricultural organizations are asking Congress to be ready to avoid a labor stoppage on the nation's rail lines. In a letter to congressional leadership, the Agricultural Transportation Working Group and its 193 members asked Congress to act quickly to avoid the potential of a worker strike shutting the system down just as the bulk of the nation's harvest is hitting the rails. Max Fisher with the National Grain and Feed Association says agriculture's concern about the situation is growing following a second union's rejection of the labor agreement reached by negotiators. That became a clear signal to us that like, hey, this this agreement that we thought we had in place between the carriers and unions, um, you know, clearly like the unions are are not accepting it. And, um, you know, absent those two parties coming together and, and, you know, come reaching some kind of new agreement, uh, we, we really think that Congress might need to act, and we, we want them to be prepared. The letter doesn't get specific on what Congress should do, and instead ask Capitol Hill to be prepared to act. But that action could pit Democrats in Congress and in the Biden administration up against a union constituency so critical to their governing base. Fisher says NGFA understands those political dynamics, but wants the rails to keep operating. We don't want to force people to, you know, choose between their children, so to speak. But, uh, you know, we just want to make it to where, essentially to where these negotiations um, don't result in the railroads actually stopping. So you can continue to negotiate and operate the railroads. And and that's, that's where we're at. The dispute must be resolved by November 19th. In other news, biofuel stakeholders are frustrated with a new report from the Government Accountability Office. GAO said today the Environmental Protection Agency and the Department of Energy based their decision-making process on whether or not to grant small refinery exemptions from the renewable fuel standard on a, quote, potentially flawed assumption. GAO says its analysis concludes smaller facilities pay more in compliance costs than larger facilities that are ineligible for SRE relief. Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Jeff Cooper respectfully disagrees. You know, I think the bottom line is that EPA has done a, a tremendous amount of analysis on this issue of compliance costs and disproportionate economic hardship, and they've found that there isn't any. Um, so, you know, I think as as more analysis comes to light and as EPA continues to uh, study this issue, I think some of those facts will come to light. EPA's SRE dashboard currently shows only five pending petitions and no waivers granted since 2018. Steve Davies has more on the story in his coverage on agripulse.com. Finally today, diesel supply issues are a growing threat to agriculture. Agripulse's Hannah Pegel has more. Diesel supplies in the U.S. have become a concern as parts of the country face higher prices and others are lacking supply. It's an issue especially noticeable in rural America. Mike Steenhook is the executive director of the Soy Transportation Coalition. 
He says there are areas in the U.S. experiencing more of a shortage than others. The southeastern quadrant of the United States is where the problems are more pronounced, and that includes areas like Tennessee and further into the southeast. Hearing some concerns from farmers who are located close to the inland waterway system, and some of the supplies do occur via barge, and so that obviously is another industry that's impacted by the challenges confronting our inland waterway system. Those areas that are further removed from the river and kind of more in the Midwest and the northwestern part of the Midwest. I'm hearing fewer concerns about getting diesel supply. I think it kind of depends on which part of the country you're in. Steenhook says diesel supplies have been tight since the pandemic hit. But now other factors like the war in Ukraine, limited refining capacity in the U.S., and the reduced transportation of barges on the inland waterway system have all further restricted supply. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Peigel. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by Curious Plots, a full-service marketing, communications, and consulting agency driven to find what's next for food and agriculture clients. Learn more at curiousplot.agency. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.